Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 97 of the MK Productions podcast as we're on our road to 100 episodes. Three more episodes after this, and it is a freaking big deal. So, yeah, a few pit stops to make. So, today on episode 97, I'm Mac, and I'm joined here as usual with one of my co hosts, Kristen, aka Miss Flamingo. How are you doing today, Kristen? I'm doing good, but I just noticed something. What? You don't say or start the podcast anymore. To quote a great philosopher, listen, it's only when what I happened edit. to that? It's only when <laughs> I edit and I remember it because I'm like, sometimes it's like I think of these things on the fly because I don't even think about it. I just do. I'm more of a, I'm an so improviser. So those quotes come to you like in you don't rehearse? You don't rehearse no. in the mirror, Mac? No, this podcast you don't is practice rehearsed. your anchor voice. Kristen, we're not alone. Uh, we have a special guest here, don't we? Yes, today we have our first guest for 2023. I was almost going to say 2022. Yikes. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Um, uh, I'm still in that face, folks. That still hasn't hit me yet. But today we are joined by our first guest for 2023. You may know him from the Critics Circle. He also does the ultimate how do we how do how should i refer to that with the tournaments tyler uh just for it as like the league of cinephiles league of cinephiles thank yeah. you we are friends from that so i'm proudly happy to introduce tyler barnark welcome yeah. to the show hey guys thank you so much for having me on here um you know it's been a good day you guys sitting really cool i can't wait to get down to business we are very very chill we have no filter i feel like at this point <laughs> this is just the whole mess of a show so today we we are joined by Tyler because we're going to talk about the latest Ashton Kutcher film and Reese Witherspoon films that hit Netflix, Your Place or Mine, and we'll dabble into the film works of Ashton Kutcher and maybe touch up on a little bit of Reese, but we're going to focus on Ashton because we're going to rip him a new one. That's what it is. The I'm man's not, a billionaire <laughs> and I don't know about his acting. So, he, uh, I'll say it later, but I have very strong feelings because I've been on a roller coaster with this man for almost 20 years now. So I, this is personal. I, this this is like, you know, remember in the last dance when Michael Jordan was like, and I, I, you know, I personally, I took that. That's Final Fantasy. That, that's me with Ashley Kutcher. You know, I was yeah. like, that's a lot to say. But before we get into, you know, we start the news, Kristen, uh, Tyler, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Where did you come from? You didn't just come from the sky. You didn't get thrown from like Mount Olympus. You were down like a shooting star. Yeah. And then space, they crashed like a meteor. Who are you? Let us know now. Yeah, so uh, I'm a 23-year-old uh, amateur film critic. I'm from the great state of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, let's see here. Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm not doing film related stuff. I'm a delivery coordinator at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Um, I've been running movie accounts since 2015. Um, I uh, went to college, graduated from high school in 2018 and uh, just went to school studying film. And uh, yeah, I've been doing League of Cinephiles, as Chris already said, I've been doing League of Cinephiles since uh, February 2021 when it started. Um, and you know, League of Cinephiles is a, uh, it's a competitive little YouTube channel we've been doing um, where we do uh, film trivia and a uh, little debate we like to call Cinema Wars. And uh, it's it's changed my life. And, you know, the guys in it are, are great. Shout out to Alex Summer who runs the channel. And uh, that's how I met, uh, I met Kristen. Kristen's a, a rookie on it this season. And, uh, you know, a very really... terrible rookie. <laughs> oh, come on. You're not you're not that bad. But, uh, no. but uh, Kristen, yeah, we, um, I've co-hosted a match that Kristen uh, made her debut in. And, you know, she seemed like a really, really chill girl and a you know, really cool person. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to be here. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the basics of Tyler Banark. Okay. I, Bar, if I said Barnark, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. My I, people last mispronounce my last name all the time. Like I've got a lot of Barnark, Barnark. I heard someone say call me Barnack once. You know, it's so it's fine. But oh, you should yeah, see Banark. You should see how people pronounce our last names here. You don't want to know, right, Mac? <laughs> yeah, McGiver. Um, McGiver? <laughs> 
but Tyler, where can the folks find you at? Like, what what can we link in the description? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tyler Banark. Banark spelled B-A-N-A-R-K. Reviews movies. Um, I'm on there. I write for uh, Cinemasolace.com. And occasionally I'll write for uh, the cinema dispatch.com. Shout out to uh, Hunter Friesen, another member of the league who runs that site. Hunter's um, great. We had him on here, actually. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, check out League of Cinephiles in the Crick Circle on Instagram and on YouTube. Most excellent. Thank you for all that. So, guys, his description will be linked down below. Mac, you want to cue us up for the news? Yes, let us get right into the news. All right, so the news for this episode, I guess we should probably just start it off. The Flash trailer came out on Sunday. I read the Super Bowl, and wow, it's been, they announced the Flash trailer, I believe, back in 2015, and it took seven years, but we finally got a trailer. It was with everyone's favorite uh, non-controversial actor, Ezra Miller. But yes, the Flash trailer is out. It is directed by Andy Muschietti. And it stars Ezra Miller, Ben Affleck, and Michael Keaton. And it's going to be following the Flashpoint Paradox and be essentially the reset point of the DCEU with James Gunn's recent announcement of phase one of their DC new DCU being gods and monsters. So uh, I'll start with Tyler. Tyler, what did you think of the Flash trailer? Yeah, so uh, I, I checked it out and like I haven't been... I don't really fall into the DCEU that much. I'll occasionally check out a movie on there. Um, but as for this trailer, you know, I mean, it it looks fun. You know, seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman, you know, it's, it, that'll be a highlight for sure. I'm really curious to see how they're going to reset the DCEU with it, because I know that's what uh, James Gunn, like, really highlighted and emphasized. Um, but as the trailer itself, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to see the movie or anything like that, but, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how – um, they handle it, especially, you know, given that it's you're getting a theatrical release and, you know, the countries behind Ezra Miller, like, are people going to avoid it? People are going to go see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's being made. It's happening. So who knows how it's going to go? Yeah. I have a whole lot to say because for year for like almost the, the past two years I've known you, you said I do not care about the Flash. I, I don't, don't care. And I still don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care about the Flash. I haven't even cared about the let alone TV series. If if Zack Snyder could not interest me in the Flash and what we saw in Justice League, I, I don't care about a Flash film. And knowing the problematic happenings with that film, this has been delayed. This has been like a roller coaster of DC emotions <laughs> because of Ezra Miller and the train wreck that they've been on. Like, mm-hmm. we were ready for this movie to be canceled. Like, I was set. I, if I could have, I would have loved to press a button that would said cancel right now. And I would have done it. Because, I mean, first of all, I'm still disappointed about that Batgirl thing. They shouldn't oh, yeah. have canceled that. They should have not canceled that. And I don't believe they were like, oh, it's unreleasable. Excuse me, Brendan Fraser was supposed to be the villain for that. How could that not be good? that don't get me started so i was like no like i liked the trailer i liked seeing ben affleck i liked seeing michael keaton this should have just been like oh i don't know like a reboot of batman with keaton or something like they could have made like i don't know a mcu time last film where all the batmans come together and i would have loved it and they could have kept the flash out and i would have still liked the film for what it was (laughs) But uh, I don't know if I'm going to see it. This is like a half price Tuesday watch for me. 
and yeah mm. uh, and that means um if i save my enough points for amc to go on a tuesday i can get in for free oh but let's face listen i'm gonna say something controversial but yet so brave i don't think that background movie was gonna do well even with brendan fraser as mm. firefly that would it would have been entertaining because that would have been like his first mm come back before he did the whale but he did the whale so it's fine but i had there that background movie was not gonna be good it looked it did no not. did you see leslie grace in that outfit come on she looked terrible that looked no. like a cw outfit no what uh what about the leaked trailer did any of you guys catch that at all no was that? i was trying to be nice there was a leaked trailer for batgirl and um it looked like a uh, uh i don't know how to describe it but like i heard some people were like into it but when i watched it i wasn't into it the I didn't test, want to watch. <laughs> test screenings were like, yeah, we're not we're not feeling this movie. Like it was like, okay, so that that movie was not making it past like a six out of ten. Like the only thing that probably would have saved it was probably Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser. I don't know who Leslie Grace is. I don't know. She's from I In the her. Heights. You liked that? From the what? In the Heights. I didn't say I liked In the Heights. I said. I oh yeah, she was. Uh, um. Oh my gosh. Uh, she was Nina, right? Yeah. In the- she didn't even yes. know that. She's All just right. a random face in the Heights. Didn't know she was a black girl. But yeah, black girl, <laughs> everything. But yeah, the Flash trailer was pretty, it was pretty fun. It was cool seeing uh, Michael Keaton. He's like, I'm Batman and everything. That's pretty cool. But are we going to talk about the fact that Supergirl shows up in this movie? No, I feel like that silence, Melissa Benoist showing up anytime soon. That silence perfectly justified because if you don't remember, Supergirl was going to have her own movie before that got canceled. So they're like, well, we filmed this already, so let's put her in anyway. Yeah, they were like, all right, we'll squish her in somehow. Bad, oh, but uh, yeah, the Flash. I'll probably see it because I just want to see like how they're gonna pretty much reboot everything because it's so the timeline is so screwed up. It makes me mad that this is the film they're gonna market off of, saying, okay, this is the new DCEU. That was supposed to be Black Adam, and you see yeah. how that worked out. I didn't even watch it yet, still. You I just should re- watch it. I don't want to watch DC it. It's not it forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with Flash too, because what if Shazam does well next month? I that like Shazam should have been it. Like I am obsessed with Shazam, so I'm ready for that film. They got so many good characters for that film, and I'm ready for it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Kristen, what is your news topic here? All right, we're gonna move to the TV section for just a moment. So, Mac, you know how much I enjoy the Ted Lasso, and I love it. It's a, right? You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a family favorite in the house. (laughs) Family favorite, family, great family content, you know. And they released a brand new teaser for the series, along with the release date of March 15th. Ooh. which will because uh episodes were scheduled like previously if you have an apple subscription new episodes come out on fridays however what the episodes are going to come out on wednesday so that's going to throw me for a loop so now i can't enjoy it on a friday now i gotta sit down on wednesday night and enjoy it so uh guys how do you feel about ted lasso and mac when are you gonna finally update that uh, apple subscription account i already have apple tv actually you told me you got rid of it oh no i got it back again i got it for 99 cents <laughs> I was watching Unbearable Way of the Master Talent the other day, but um, I like Ted Lasso. I think this is a role that I'm not a football fan as our listeners in the UK or wherever else listens to you over the world say it, but I, I can appreciate the sport. And I think with Ted Lasso, just being a sports fan, you can appreciate the humor in it. And the fact that they added him and that team 
in the new FIFA game. I think that's pretty hilarious. I think it's funny. What do you think about it, Tyler? Yeah, so I uh, I am actually one of the people that haven't seen Ted Lasso. Um, <gasps> I know, I know, I'm that's that, I know you about to smite me for it. Do but, you uh, have Apple? I I do. Um, I only the only time I've only used Apple TV is to watch uh, Steven Spielberg's Empire of the Sun and to watch uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. I I love that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, my family, the rest of my family watches that and they they love it. I've seen a lot of clips and you know it's. And, it, and it, lo- it looks great, you know, there's that, I've seen that one clip of uh, Ted talking to that one player, and, like, it's referring to uh, Allen Iverson's whole, I mean, we talking about practice. Yeah, like, practice. That, that, that whole spiel. Uh, there's another one, uh, clip I saw with, um, everyone's arguing about what the best uh, Martin Scorsese movie is. Yeah. And, like, someone, like, interrupts us and in, saying, silence! Like, either, like Silence is good. Like, you know, either he's saying silence, like, everyone shut up, or silence is in, like, the Scorsese movie, but, um, other than that, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I mean, I know, I mean, a lot of people talk about it, and you know, I can see why. Uh, but I just, I just haven't just gotten around to it. Maybe I can check it out. Who knows? You need but... to check it out. You have to. Uh, right now, uh, who's a hot, a hot ticket moment is Brett Goldstein because you know he made that cameo appearance in Thor: Love and Thunder as uh, Hercules, or what was it, Thor? No, yeah, Hercules. <laughs> Remember. You remember Mac at the end yeah. of the post credit scene? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with a um, Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah, yeah. has a hot ticket at the moment because he just actually just wrote and produced uh, another great Apple series that's out, which I really like. Uh, it's called Shrinking, and it's got Harrison Ford in it and uh, Jason Siegel. If you haven't seen it, guys, it's absolutely hilarious. I love it. Great, 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 great. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. So, uh, yeah, good content coming from Apple. And Mag, what's your next news story? All right, so it's another trailer because I like to keep up with trailers. Guys, we got trailer number one of the new intent and possibly final entry of the Fast and Furious series. Oh, it's yeah. Fast X. It's going to be harder. It's going to be faster. It's going to be just everything. We got Jason Momoa as a villain, which I think they're stretching it a bit. Um, we got Charlize Theron's back. You know, apparently there's rumors I hear that they got Paul Walker's brother to be his character now, but that's unconfirmed yet. Um, and it, it's just the whole crazy. The trailer was super long. They were showing everything. And like the part that everyone was freaking out about was I think the part when Vin Diesel, they grapple hooked his car and he just like drove the car and then crash helicopters. But um, this comes after uh, Fast and Furious 9 which came out uh, two years ago. And Fast Furious 9, I think that's everyone was like, okay, you guys are doing way too much. Please stop. And they're like, no, we ain't stopping. Talk to the girl. That, that's a Vin Diesel voice. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a very good one. I'm sorry. And of all the impressions you do, Mac, that's not a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, I just got those Riddick movies. You know? hey, hey, Mac, you tried. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, so um, honestly... I'm excited because at this point, Fast and Furious is kind of like a meme at this point. And that's sad because I kind of like Fast and Furious. And I always thought that the seventh one should have been the last one, especially the ending with saying goodbye to Paul Walker. But we have to keep going on. And like, I'm not saying everything post eight, seven was bad. I like eight. That was fun. And then Hobbs and Shaw was okay. But then like the ninth one, I'm like, I'm done. But uh, guys, how are we feeling fast and furious and how are you feeling about this new movie which is supposed to be part one of part two of a two-part finale okay yeah i i saw the trailer and actually i was kind of hooked on it honestly i mean i i will say it is it was a bit too long and give maybe a little bit too much away for a first trailer 
Uh-huh. But it actually convinced me to go go through the franchise. I mean, I've seen I've seen the third one, the sixth one, the seventh one from start to finish, and I've seen like parts of like four and five, I think. But I've, but I've, it convinced me to, like to actually want to go through the entire franchise. And I, I've also seen Hobbs Shaw as well. And um, I think it's definitely the series is definitely taking a, um, an interesting turn since Post Furious Seven, um, especially with uh, the from what I heard with the eighth one with like you know. Like Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson didn't have much screen time yet because they were beefing at the time. Oh, um, true, and of yeah. course, and of course, the ninth one, you know, like they, uh, they, I think I've heard that's like the first movie where like they actually like you know admit how ludicrous, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I'm interested. I'm really intrigued. The biggest selling point of the show for me was Jason Momoa as a villain. I think that it, 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 he looks, it looks really interesting, and I think he's going to do a very fun take on. You know, we really get to really see his dark side and not like, you know, see him as Aquaman. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the role. Uh, even seeing additions of Brie Larson and Danielle Melchior in it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for it. But uh, yeah, I have to go the whole franchise first. But I mean, I'm, I'm down to see it. Kristen? Oh, God. This is the last person I want to ask about for the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Oh my god, the way I didn't even watch the trailer because I—that's just how much I don't care about the Severius series at this point. They can honestly go to space, and I wouldn't have cared. And I'm not surprised if they do go to space in this next one. So I've only seen the photos, and I saw the poster, and it looks like Vin Diesel is trying to channel his inner Godfather with the <laughs> freaking rosary that what, he was uh, holding and i'm just like what is happening to the series now like this used to be about cars and everything like it doesn't even look like it's about anything what it used to be yeah and knowing that just jason momoa is gonna play a villain i don't even know what brie larson is doing she's just there film. yeah she's just there and i'm just like why why is she there okay great good for her other than you know being everybody's least favorite superhero but uh <laughs> captain marvel's an american hero aren't you excited for mr marvels okay <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about listen this is how drenched with the lore i am in fast and furious i think it's they're pulling for shaw's the villains because oh it, freaking first of all jason momoa's character's name is dante which i feel like is the most badass name of all time for dante's inferno over here but like yeah. His backstory is that when they stole the vault in Fast Five, they killed his dad or like his brother because he was the like he's like you killed my family and I'm gonna take yours. I'm like wait what? That's such a it's not even Vin Diesel's fault. That was a rock. He shot your dad or whoever it was. Who got they, who shot who? I don't know this in the series. Oh okay, remember the fifth movie where they? Robbed, I didn't see the fifth movie. Okay, so in the fifth oh. movie they robbed like this drug lord in Brazil, and that's like if you ever seen the clip when they were pulling the safe across the street and stuff like that, that's part of the scene. And then the drug lord, the rock killed him. And then apparently Dante is like his son or like his brother or family member. He's like, you killed my family. So I'm going to take yours. I'm like, Jesus, this, this timeline is the faster. I'm so caught up in the timeline. Like I know stuff that you probably don't even know. Like, I remember from a uh, Tokyo Drift, like the scene where like where Han dies. I don't remember see- they, they. I don't remember seeing like a bo- you see someone get out of a car and walking away, and so that's supposed to be Deckard Shaw. And then they brought into Fast and Furious Six, and yep. I mean like that's like I mean like that that that's how crazy like it, it's gone with the franchise. So I can see yeah. like where you come from with that Mac definitely because it's oh like they 
in, in the original in Tokyo Drift, you just see the car door open of like the car that hit him, and it was like, oh, okay, because it's like it's Fast and Furious, Two Fast and Furious, the fourth one, five, six, then Tokyo Drift, and then it's seven, eight, nine, and now we're at ten. Mm-hmm. Oh and, well. <laughs> wait, I got one more fact for you. So, okay, first of all, do you guys like Vin Diesel as an actor? Because I feel like he's not a bad actor. I just don't think he's done the joke that we're laughing at him and not with him. He's, I think he's a typecast actor, honestly. I mean, and I don't know, just because he always like plays like he's everyone knows him as like you know, Dom Toretto. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, he, I mean, I haven't seen other movies of his outside of uh, the Fast franchise. I mean, the only movie I think I've seen of Vin Diesel's was Saving Private Ryan, which got him his start. You mean you haven't seen The Pacifier or Triple X <laughs> or Riddick? <laughs> I, I, I may have seen The Pacifier, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for Vin Diesel, I mean, like, I mean, I just, I just see him as I, I, whenever he does a new action movie, it's just like some other version of Dom Toretto and that's it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The pacifier. Oh my God. If you haven't seen the pacifier folks, you need to get yourself a Vin Diesel ticket or find it on Disney plus because that's like the one movie everyone's like, he's actually good at it. And I'm like, what the hell's happening? I I used to watch that movie (laughs) religiously. I, I, I still have my DVD copy of it and I used to watch it all the time. Oh my! It was the, in that 2005 era we were where we were getting like Tim Allen and Robert Downey Jr. and the Shaggy Dog, you oh. know, in that time when Freaky Friday and Confessions of a Teenage. Yep. Oh, that, that was through. That was a time. My Vin Diesel fact before you go to the next movie, the news. Um, do you guys know how they got him to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise? Because if you remember, he left after the first movie, and as it was too Fast and Furious to Tokyo Drift. He shows up at the end of Tokyo Drift. Do you guys know why he showed up? Um, because well, because Han died, and uh, Dom said, "We find out that Dom Han was a member of Dom's crew." Yeah, but do you know how they got him to do that? Well, it's a backstory of how they got him in that. So in the one in the test screenings for Tokyo Drift, people are like, "Yeah, we're not feeling this," and they're like, "Okay, but you need to add something because this doesn't connect to the series at all." So they asked Vin Diesel, "Hey, do you want to come back?" For like that end scene and please like come on we, we want you back you know you said you don't want to do these anymore but come on but he's like okay fine i'll come back but i don't want to be paid i just want the rights to riddick and they're like okay so he did that scene and got paid with the rights to riddick and that's where we're getting riddick for because he owns the rights because he he has faith with the riddick franchise and i guess that that reignited his love for the series because he came back for the fourth one which was like sort of a set a soft reboot of the series but yeah uh, Vin Diesel got paid with the rights to a movie franchise, so uh, good, good for him. He's kind of he's smart. He's a smart man, I think. He yeah. just doesn't know how to utilize it. Yeah, I think him and Liam Neeson, I think, have had like the same film, like similar filmographies, like where they, they they get their they get their career start thanks to Steven Spielberg. Yep, they do like the same you know movie over and over and over again, and become still, kind of become like typecast actors. Still got some money though, so I ain't gonna knock the yeah. hustle. But Kristen, what's what's your next? piece of news all right so this is coming from sundance so this was uh, a hot ticket item at sundance mac are you familiar with magazine dreams no all right you're gonna want to know about this film but magazine oh, yeah. dreams has been picked up for distribution from searchlight pictures i am yes, so sir. excited about this because i was almost gonna get my ticket for this and i'm very disappointed i did not but uh, according to Deadline, Searchlight Pictures has closed a deal 
for the scripted and directed drama that stars Jonathan Majors as a troubled amateur bodybuilder willing to go any lengths to be noticed. Sources say that Neon, Sony Pictures Classics, and HBO were also in the mix. And there has been no release date scheduled as of yet. And we all know Jonathan Majors has a huge career at the moment. He's going to be in Quantumania, which we're going to talk about next time. We're going to see him in Creed 3. And now this is going to be potentially his Oscar campaign to get him that award in Magazine Dreams. So, Tyler, Mac, give me your thoughts on Jonathan Majors and if you're excited or curious about this film. Uh, Tyler, you can go first. You you don't know about Magazine Dream. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Jonathan Majors, I think he definitely should have had a had an Oscar run when he had his breakout role in the last black man, San Francisco. I love that movie. Um, and, uh, but yeah, from what, from what I've been hearing about magazine dreams, I mean, I, I didn't go to Sundance or like see any screens from that, but from what I heard, it's like this year's cha-cha real smooth where like, you know, it's been the most talked about and, you know, the most acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I know our, Chris and our, our buddy Dave, you know, he said he saw it too. And he said that it's like already one of his favorite films of the year. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm really excited to see. I really hope we get it at some point this year, because um, I really I really do genuinely believe that Jonathan Majors, you know, he do, he is a very respected actor, and like you know, he can prove people like he can be, you know, he could have a future where like he could be up there with like one of the greatest actors of our generation. And so, and I think magazine from what I heard about magazine dreams, like this could be his time to prove that. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm for that. I'm really excited to see it. Matt, give me your thoughts. Uh, I love Jonathan Major from the few episodes I watched of uh, I watched of Lovecraft Country. I was like, this guy, or County Country. I was like, this guy's going to go places. And the fact that I'm not only seeing him in Quantum Medium, but Creed 3, like, what? He looks freaking like, the man looks he like looks a, jacked. Jack, oh my like, God. I want his regiment. And like, you saying the synopsis of the <laughs> The, the, the this movie you're talking about i'm like is this a prequel to the creed can this be the prequel he's like a bodybuilder like what but he probably um, just went from creed to doing this something he's like i already got the muscle can i just do more please yeah but um i'm i'm really proud of him like i'm really happy that he's getting love and like some attention i think he's a tremendous actor and the fact that now he's going to be the big bad in this phase of the mcu is really going to be put some more focus on his name and because even with Ant-Man, like you said, the reviews I've seen so far is that he kind of carries the movie. So it is kind of seeing that he is, I want to say up and cover, he's like starting to get more like known. Because I feel like he's been doing this for years. It's just, we haven't just noticed him until recently. Yeah. Well, have you guys seen The Harder We Fall? Because I think he was great in that film. Oh, The Harder They Fall, the, the yeah. Western movie? Yeah, I've yes. seen that. Yes. That yeah, one's yeah, yeah. also really good. And then I really liked him in Devotion. Oh, yeah. The uh, yeah. Uh, movie with the Glenn Powell, right? Yeah. I thought that was great. I think he's like, he has pruned himself to be like this like leading man. And I'm just excited for him to take on these villainous roles. And then I'm excited to see him take on this dramatic role where it's going to be like, He's absolutely unrecognizable. And I wanted to say also to Searchlight. Searchlight also just picked up the rights to another film called Theater Camp, which I'm not sure oh, if you yeah. all are familiar with that. I've Theater that Camp is a Ben Platt film, and it's one of the most wackiest things I've ever seen. I saw a couple different films at Sundance, and that was one of them. So I'm very curious how they came up with that decision. And they were like, no, nah, we're also going to pick up Magazine Dreams. I wonder how the conversations went on that deal. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I hope this gets a summer release 
because I was just talking about this with somebody. I hope it gets a summer release. I'm thinking like either July or August. So that way it gets more word of mouth. And then towards like Christmas time and everything where they're campaigning around the word season, we're just going to see screenings for this film everywhere. And then it's going to get re-released and then it'll be like on streaming. So then that way Hulu can be like, that's our film. That's that's the searchlight right there. We're streaming it on our channel. So come and watch it. So <laughs> that's what I think. Like, I think magazine dreams has a chance of becoming the summer independent film that everybody's going to go want to see yeah i hope so too i hope so i hope everybody gets to go see it but anyways that's our news oh, wait i got one more oh you want to talk about another trailer no this is actually a new story so <laughs> bite me um but uh this is actually interesting so this came out today as we're recording on february 15th so are you guys aware that we're getting the island legend 2 with michael b jordan and will smith Oh yes. yeah, I did hear yeah. That so yeah, yeah, yeah. announced today for the sequel because you might be wondering how could they do a sequel because didn't Will Smith blow up in the first one? Well, yes, but my dear viewer, there was an alternate ending which I say would have saved the movie because that movie was kind of good. Not gonna lie, it had its flaws, but I feel like it could have been better. But it's using the alternate ending where uh, Will Smith survives and actually learns the errors of the ways, and there's no cure, but. Um, the sequel is going to be taking place six years after the alternate ending. So kind of making the alternate ending, the canon ending of the movie. But um, okay, are you guys excited for I Am Legend 2? And uh, which ending do you think was better of the first one? Did you like the, the Hollywood ending where he blew up? Or do you like the second one where the he realizes that the Dark Seekers are human? Or like they have human tendencies and he's like, oh my God, I'm the monster they see me as. Like, like that or yeah that um i have not seen the alternate ending i definitely have seen it like you know sure people talk about it and all that um but now that uh now that i'm making a sequel to it and they're saying that they're going it off of a um off of that ending uh-huh. i might have to i might have to check rewatch i'm legend and then also check out that alternate ending to see what exactly it's like but it's uh, I do think it's really fascinating, especially since uh, you know Will Smith is still cranking out stuff now. Uh, so it's been almost many years since you know his that incident. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I mean I much I think from what I saw of it, it was well. What I saw made me cry about Sam dying. Oh, the dog. Oh my god, did that movie make me cry with that dog? I I just don't want to see because I'm sad about what they did to that dog. But I'm gonna watch it though because of Michael B. Jordan. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but I don't care how they introduce the film. It's fine if they're gonna go with that cut. Then fine. And they, what well, they really all... should have done is really use that cut. But then again, do they know like almost twenty years later that they were gonna make reboot this thing? Probably because I feel like with that ending, it kind of sets it up for a sequel where he's looking for a cure in a different way. Because like I said, I feel like I Am Legend is kind of a. It's like that era of Will Smith is weird because he made movies where like in theory, like they should have been like better than what they were like i am like hancock i was yeah. just gonna say you hancock hancock i think came out a year or two later and i feel like my thing with hancock it should have been rated r i just remember hancock because i wanted to watch it because of jason bateman and charlie Theron. but i think with Han- it was, hancock was good i just feel like it could have been better yeah it definitely could have been better that was, was like ronan and uh hancock Who? yeah charlie Theron. oh yes yeah, she oh. was yeah she was the uh other superpowered person <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. But, but yeah, that whole era of Will Smith, because he did Pursuit of Happiness, then Seven Pounds, then Hitch, and then he did I Am Legend, and then Hancock. <laughs> and so it's like, 
Good for you, man. I'm sure Shark, Ta- Shark Tail was in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, Shark Tail, baby. <laughs> Let's go. That's Now we talking my language, right? Yo, Shark Tail is one of my favorite. I'm not even joking. I actually really like Shark Tail. Like the part when, like, he's like, that, 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 can't touch this. Or, like, freaking. I remember how- the car wash scene. Or the fact they had Rastafari and jellyfish. I like the big shark in it, too. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Shark Tail. Maybe we have a Dream Rich podcast, but I- I'm done with my news. All righties, guys, but that was the news. We were a little bit all over the place. We're talking about Ted Lasso to the Fast and Furious and then ending it on Hancock starring Will Smith. So that was a ride. I don't know if you all enjoyed that. I hope you did. But anyways, if you have other news that you want to send to us or you want to talk about, send it on over to the MK Productions podcast email, which will be in the link description down below. And for now, we're going to jump into today's topic, which is Ashton Kutcher and his latest film, Your Place or mine never stops being weird so weird (laughs) debbie you need to take a break i just need to be practical which is what you have to be when you're a single mom right right tragic i got an idea i'm coming to la for a week i'm gonna look after jack and you can stay here i don't know you need help let me help taking care of jack is a lot of work i think i got this I hope that you get what you want out of this trip. Find yourself a hottie. Maybe get waxed. Waxed? Oh, waxed. Waxed. Oh, well, that's just not going to happen. All right, guys, let's jump into today's topic. Uh, we all mostly grew up with Ashton Kutcher. I, I think you want to say right, guys? I don't know. Did you, like, no. No? No? Okay. I'm not the bit. only one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I mean, maybe. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Whoops. Yeah, I did. That went right past your mind. But yeah, uh, we all kind of grew up with Ashton Kutcher. He is known for starring in and the That 70s Show as the beloved Kelso, where he oh, um, yeah. met his wife, Mila Kunis, before he was with uh, Demi Moore. And then now he actually made a reappearance as Kelso in That 90s Show. And then also, in between this time, he was all starring in movies. And then after in the mix of these movies, he starred in Two and a Half Men, replacing uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, we're going to just acknowledge very, very quickly the films of Ashton Kutcher and his long career he's had. And most of y'all don't know this, but he Ashton Kutcher used to be a model. I don't know if y'all know that. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that recently. I never heard that. He was a Calvin Klein model, and then somehow he got into the mix of acting, and he has been a in a whole bunch of films. I mean, I don't know uh, which films y'all have seen, but uh, Mac, before I ask Tyler, what makes you curious about Ashton Kutcher? And I know you have feelings about him. So Why does he keep getting in. worse? <laughs> Why does he keep getting work? I'm so like, listen, listen, listen. I love that 70s show. I even like that 90s show. It's not bad. But mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher, my first interaction with him was that little asshole on Punked. I hate Punked. Like this guy's like, oh dude, we told you, we told your car, like you got punked. Like this dude with like the most 2004 like Abercrombie and Fitch fit. With, I'm sure like, a he, hat. he did model for them. So that's the worst part. Yeah, no, Calvin Klein. He modeled for Calvin Klein. I don't know. And that Klein. too. All right, then perfect. Abercrombie and Fitch. Like I didn't like him in that. And then the thing I really don't like about him is that I don't think he's in on the joke that we're laughing at him and not with him because he's like, man, I'm see he. You could be as an actor, actress. I feel like you can be confident with your work. 
Like you can always you have to go with that confidence. But at a point, you have to have a sense of reality and be a realist saying, "I'm not that good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ruined the butterfly effect. I didn't even watch that. <laughs> I I haven't seen one either, but I've heard a lot about it. That if you didn't know, the butterfly effect was on the screenplay was on the blacklist, which we're saying was some of the, was one of the best unproduced screenplays of all time. And I don't believe that. Oh, no, no, it, it was. It was. And then they said, Oh, Ashley was like, Oh, I'm a big star now. I'm gonna do this. And my God, that movie is it's a disaster. And like the alternate ending's even worse because you know the ending of the butterfly effect, right? No, I haven't any, that's the one of the one Ashton Kutcher movies I actually haven't seen unless it's not a rom com. So I've seen it, all the rom coms, so yeah, I haven't Sorry, I haven't I haven't seen Butterfly Effects, but my uh, older sister's fiance, he uh, he likes it. Do you guys want the ending in the ultimate? Yeah, ending? to spoil it, it's okay. It's okay, from, so the yeah. ending is, is kind of him going back in time. Just before, yeah, um, he goes back in time, kind of like stops everything from happening, and he's like, "I'll never do this again." But there is an alternate, alternate, oh, alternate. It's just there's two alternate endings because I'm no, seeing it here. It's, it's oh, there is two, but I'm gonna just talk about the one that really just like you can watch it on YouTube. So. And one of the alternate endings, he decides to like, I need to stop this. So he goes back in time to when he was a baby in the womb and chokes himself with his umbilical cord. That is the real scene. I'm not making that up. That is the real alternate ending they almost put in theaters. He goes, yep, wow. he goes back in time in the womb and chokes himself with the umbilical cord. I'm just baffled that that exists. That exists uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm, that's. I'm speechless by that. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, let's not put that. That's one of the alternate endings. That's like the one I know. I didn't. I am just shocked someone decided to. Yeah, it's don't look it up because I was whistling the podcast and I said, I said, oh, let me look up the alternate ending, and I I couldn't sleep that night. It's very disturbing. It literally says on the INDB page there is. The butterfly effect deleted in alternate scenes. The butterfly effect director's cut ending. The butterfly effect stalker ending. God only knows what that is. And then the butterfly effect happy sappy ending. So I don't know what the director was looking to release here or what studio. I don't even know. Who released this? Do you know this? Do you know, Mac? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but if I can make a guess, I'm probably going to say... Lionsgate would do something shit like that, but I know it, it's available on HBO Max because I saw it come up when it came suggested to me. It was directed by Eric Brest and Mackie Gruber. Okay, and it was distributed by New Line Cinema. Oh, ah. I would could kind of see that from them though, given mm. their track record. But oh, this is the this is the director's cut ending. Actually, I'll read this from Wikipedia. With his brain terribly damaged and aware that he's committed to a psychiatric facility where he loses access to the time travel ability, Evan makes a de- Evan, who's played by Ashton Kutcher, makes a desperate attempt to change the timeline by watching a family video, which shows his mother just before she was about to give birth to Evan. Evan travels back to that moment and strangles himself in the womb with his umbilical cord, so as to prevent the multi generational curse from continuing. Cons- consistent with an added scene where a psychic palm reader tells Evan. You have no lifeline, and that he does not belong in this world. Kayla is then seeing his sister, and as a um, child in a new timeline, having chosen to live with her mother instead of her father, and a mother suggests that the lives of the other childhood characters have become loving and less tragic. I'm just shaking my head. I don't even know what to think. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not. T- I don't make it that. <laughs> this is so left field from what he had done from yep. all the 
movies that he done like rom-com related and then that just comes out left field and then right after that he just goes back to direct being in rom-com 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 and there are three the three endings you're mentioning the first ending the theatrical one was and he, he passed by kayla on the street the happy ending is uh, evan and kayla stopping on the sidewalk and they cross paths and uh they introduce each other and the third one which is the open-ended one is um dissimilar to the first one except this time evan after hesitating turns and follows kayla and this is the one that was utilized in the film's novelization okay butterfly effect everyone butterfly, butterfly effect uh, when i first thought saw this like i i since i didn't get to watch it I, when i was younger like i went through an ashton cut your face yeah. so that was the one i stayed away from because i was like oh, okay this is not one i'm going to be interested in and i was like thinking oh is this going to really actually have butterflies in it and no <laughs> Also, a young moment, Logan Lerman plays uh, Ashton Kutcher at seven. Logan Lerman is in that? No yeah. way. I'm Logan. Yes, he was. He was seven years old when uh, you go to him. But yeah. Yep. But did you see any yep. of the rom-coms? Logan Lerman, Evan, age seven. Oh, good damn. But yeah. Mac, did you see any of the rom-coms that he was in? Yeah, I, I watched Killers, which was a fucking disaster. Which is a movie I know you hate. <laughs> yes, I reviewed that for Valentine's Day and... I'm, let me face it, I hate Katherine Heigl even more. I think she's very, like, not a good actress at all. Like, I think she's just a heat magnet. That's a term in wrestling where you just look at her and it's just, like, anger, visceral. Like, Killers is the most unfunny movie. And I, I, when I was 10, I thought that was the most funny movie. But I got worse. I said, this movie sucks. Okay, so that was the only, like, rom-com that you've seen of Ashton oh. Kutcher? No, what happened in Vegas? Because I was telling Tyler. Because I we, love that film. I didn't like that because wow. we watched. I was watching your place and mine. I mean, man, this must be the new generation of uh, what happened in Vegas. No, oh, oh no. Doesn't it? Wow. And then, um, of course, uh, the one that my final, my last. I've been talking too much. My last Ashton Kutcher um thing is when he played Steve Jobs with Josh Gad and oh, no. and like the fact that he. That movie was so bad. They said, "Okay, we'll have Michael Fassbender play him to make up for it." Yeah, to make sense. Thank God for that film. Thank and God then, for that film. I remember reading Josh Gad said he wanted to play the same character in the Michael Fassbender one, but they said oh, no. God, no. They said you are not allowed to come in this movie. But yeah, that's where my uh, that that I don't I don't really like Ashton Kutcher. I'm go- and I'm sick of the Dead Dave ad, the one he does for the money. He's like, "Oh, I invested in this and get like two dollars." Like, shut up. He does a commercial now. Well, it, it was a few years ago, but every time you play like a mobile game, you watch an ad. It's like, oh, he's on like the talk show. He's like, oh, I use this. Uh, yeah, investing. I'm talking about Acorn. Acorn. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, it was like, it's like an investment app. He's like, I use Acorn and I can invest my money. And I, he I, does so much investing in a lot of products. Like he's on Shark Tank from a couple times. Oh, that's true. But yeah, I, I just don't like him because I think he's just he thinks he's a better actor than he is, but he's more doing where's my car and not like a. Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Where's my car? That's good. I love it. Yeah, it is good. I watched that. I had to watch that for an assignment in uh, college. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's rad. Uh, but I'm I'm done. I won't talk for a while. Okay, uh, now Tyler, <laughs> for your turn. How uh, can you go over your experience with Ashton Kutcher and some of the film works? I know that if you didn't see many of his works, that's okay. We're just gonna going over the basics. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So fun fact: he's uh, Ashton is from Iowa. So that's another, he's a, friend, he was a friendly neighbor of mine. Um, oh, but uh, Yeah. And so he, uh, so I've only seen three Ashton Kutcher movies, uh, Cheer by the Dozen, where he plays uh, Nora's um, yes! jerk, uh, I think boyfriend or yes! husband, something like that. 
don't know. I me- I remember him being in it, and yeah, I remember thinking like, man, he's such a he's such a jerk. And then like in Bingo Chiba, Nika Chiba does not too. We're like Nora's pregnant, and like she has this other guy. Um, yes. So we all thought, oh my gosh, he must have a character change. But like, no, it's a different guy. It's Aaron Samuels um, from. <laughs> yeah, for Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, discount Andrew Garfield. Um, and then uh, the second one is uh, 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 Vengeance, which came out last year. Uh, the uh, B.J. Novak movie, um, which I thought was um, it wasn't anything too special, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I he was kind of the kind of the villain in that one, so it was kind of unique, seeing him in a different kind of role. And then, of course, uh, Your Place or Mine, which I watched last night. And then, of course, I also watched uh, I also watched that 70s show, Once Upon a Time. And, uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was fun in it. Um, he is responsible for my favorite moment in that whole show. Him and, uh, him and Fez. There was this uh, season three episode where uh, someone finds uh, a pair of panties in the Vista Cruiser. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole episode trying to figure out what it is. And in the, in the climax of the episode, um, Don's confronting Eric about it. And, like... Kels is like, hey, no offense, Don, but dude, you're on fire. And then, like, Eric's like, wait, Donna, you got to believe me. I don't have no idea whose panties those are. And then her mom runs in, and she's like, Don, wait, those panties are mine. And Kels goes, Eric! Oh, <laughs> oh, my, oh god. my god! And I, that moment, that moment, I just, I laughed so hard at that moment. That was, like, the hardest I ever laughed in that whole series. But, yeah, it was a, it was a fun show, and, like, he was, he was fun in it, too. Um, but yeah, I just, when I think of Ash Kutcher, I just think of Kelso from that 70s show. Um, but, uh, I mean, and not really from Chibi Rose, but doesn't vengeance, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's an interesting guy. I mean, I don't love him or hate him, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy. Let's just leave it at that. He's the kind of guy who's very much typecast. Oh yeah, his whole exactly. Career. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think he's kind of annoyed by that, but you know, I got him a lot of money, um, but literally I grew up watching him and so many rom-coms from Just Married, like, which was a really early, like, Britney Snow movie of Rest in Peace, Britney Snow, but, uh, yeah, I've seen him in that, then I saw him in My Boss's Daughter, she probably doesn't, of course, Guess Who, which is the Bernie Mac, yeah. Isn't that also kind of like a live-action remake of, a uh, Guess Who, not a live-action remake, a modern remake of, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Yeah, it was, yeah. and it's not bad either, it's not bad. But it's not great either, but you can't go wrong with Bernie Mac at all. Um, but I've seen that. I have also seen uh, Open Season, the one where he plays the reindeer. <laughs> He's Elliot. That's Elliot yep. and Boog with Martin Moore. Oh, my Christ. Oh, God. I played, I watched the movie. I played the game on PlayStation. I'm Open Season War. Dude, I, 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 I fucked with Open Season. I fucked with it. Oh God! Yeah, I got I got pulled up right here. Yep, he's the second name that comes up under under Martin Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, no! That's the most 2006 movie ever. They have like eight. They have like seven sequels. They alpha. Yeah, but then then again, uh, he's not in any of them. Listen, you. I think it's Sean William Scott then who replaces Ashton Kutcher. I think. And then Boog has like three different voice actors because like um. Uh, freaking Mike Epps does him for a little bit and then they replace him. And then my favorite film he's ever done is What Happens in Vegas. <sighs> I love that film. I find that to be an absolute guilty pleasure. It's the, one of the only Cameron Diaz films I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, what about Shrek? Besides Shrek. Okay. Okay. Shrek okay. is love. Shrek is life. Yes, we love Shrek. Um, Spread, I haven't seen, but I want to watch it only because Sebastian Stan is in it, and he's really young in that film, and I want to know what he looks like there. I just have to get to watch it. And then uh, Valentine's Day, of course, which was, like, not better the than, best. Better than New Year's Kiss. Yeah, Year's be- better than New Year's Eve. He was also in that, uh, where, where he got to star alongside New Year's Eve with um, Rachel Berry, Leah Michelle, mm-hmm. learn- a young le- Leah Michelle learning to read and then i've seen him in no strings attached killers i didn't know he was in the annie movie which i just let's, found out let, recently let's face it no one really remembered the annie movie that annie movie sucked and then i also want to acknowledge he was also in a series on netflix called the ranch and then i saw him i also saw him in vengeance where he played a villain i thought he was just he was a good character but very underutilized <laughs> so and then i watched him in your place are mine so uh i think there's only been like maybe like one or two films where i was like okay this is really this is a really good 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 movie but uh he's i want to acknowledge this he's teaming up with james franco right Ooh. For oh. a film that yeah. just completed, <laughs> that, that's been completed. It's called The Long Home, and James Franco is in it, and Josh Hutcherson, John Carlo oh Esposito, Tim Blake Nelson, Josh Harnett. Hey, yo. Courtney I had to give this Love, cat. Scott wow. Hayes. Oh, shout out to Scott Hayes. I interviewed him. Oh, yeah. Um, Timothy Hutton, like like all these films, all these actors came together. For James to Franco. James what the hell? Franco. Yeah, that's weird. At this point. So, um, oof. so I don't know what inspired Ashton to come back for this film. Do they all want to cancel each other out? Money well, I guess is not going to help him. Well, I guess it's like, because when did the whole James Franco thing go down? 2017 because yeah, that was, was like when, the uh, disaster. It was the height of me too. Yeah, it was the height of me too. The me too movement too. Well, they're like, well, five years is enough. That's what they're probably thinking. And it's like that's the apology. Of, they're lifting yeah. the bandaid off that. Because Kevin Spacey had a movie last year. That Nobody terrible, saw that. I saw it. Yeah. Ooh, oh. Yeah, Max Dustin Hoffman. Like... Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. He's gonna be in a uh, uh, the new Francis Ford Coppola movie, Megalopolis. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All these canceled actors. But anyways, so let's hop into your place or mine. Uh, let me get the de- film details at the moment. So this is a Netflix film. It just dropped on February 10th. So if you watched it for Valentine's Day, I'm very very sorry because you got, you were very much out of luck with this film. Um, uh-huh. But your place oh. or mine is is a story of two long distance best friends change each other's lives when she decides Reese Witherspoon decides to pursue a lof- lifelong dream and and Ashton volunteers to keep an eye on her teenage son. Simple as can be. But the end result, it's a stinker, honestly. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts this time? And we'll start with Yeah, you. so I watched Your Place of Mine last night. Um, I was telling Mac earlier, it's like, if you were looking up the textbook definition of a Netflix rom-com, it'd be Your Place or Mine. Because like right out of the gate, this movie screams that it was made for Netflix like you know they were like like oh it's 2003 you want to know how and they point out those like little things like the like the like the chain wallet or the uh you know <laughs> having like like flat like iron a billion tank tops or yeah like so, yeah exactly like, like stuff like that and I, I'm, I'm like I'm out again I'm just like yeah this is definitely uh this is definitely made for Netflix and written for Netflix and like those those little that whole segment had nothing to do with the rest of the movie so like that didn't make a whole lot of sense as to why it was there um so that so that was the and that was like the first like you know 10 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. and then when you get to everything else you know i'll admit, I, I was 
surprised to see Ashton Kutcher not being uh, like you know like kind of acting like a little like a little dingus or like a, a Nimrod <laughs> that like he's like known to playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard someone say that he like kind of actually sounds like John Krasinski. Oh, uh, I could definitely see it. I can definitely see it. But uh, I mean, I'm not saying like you know he was he was good in it, but I mean it was definitely you know nice to see him not not play the person I thought he was going to play. Um, and then Reese Witherspoon, you know, she's like she's the probably the hottest one over 40 in my opinion, or hottest actress over 40. Um, so I mean it was great to see her. Their chemistry, I think wasn't it wasn't soup all the way there but you know it wasn't like you know like they they you could tell like they couldn't stand being in the same room together um but i uh, so that was another thing about that and then like i don't know i felt like i was watching two different movies with the way it was mm-hmm. written i mean because like you had i mean i, th- I thought we we're going to this movie about you know this place like you know about these two friends you know who've been long distance you know their whole lives you know they're finally trying to find a way to meet to get meet up and you know it just ends up not working out but you know it ends up you know being you know, she comes to New York class. He goes to LA to watch her kid. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just I mean like the way like you know they're, they're going about you know why they're going about with like you know with uh, um, Debbie in New York and Peter in LA. You know, I just felt like I was getting two different movies here and it wasn't lining up. And on top of that, I recently just found out like just going through Letterbox that the director of this movie wrote uh not only did she write Devil Wears Prada, but she wrote Cruella, a mm-hmm. movie from 2020. That, that makes actually so much sense. Re- that I really liked. And yeah. so I'm kinda I'm kinda that kind of bones me out now even more. Yeah, your place or mine, I was it was definitely it was definitely a no for me. Definitely one of the worst I've seen so far this year. Um oh, this but yeah I was not worse. I was not I, I didn't I was not having it with your place or mine. This feels like freaking what happened in Vegas which is a few extra steps and like Tyler kind of hit it over the head. It's like you can tell when a movie's made for Netflix. I don't even say mm-hmm. this is for Netflix. This feels like a Hallmark movie. It kind of does. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit too. Yeah. It's like I kind of like you kind of if you know like the tropes of a rom com, you kind of already can guess what would happen at the end. And yeah. my question is, what the hell was Jesse Williams doing in this movie? He was busy. He Jesse took- Williams. Yeah. yeah. He uh is the love interest that Reese Witherspoon falls in love with at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, Theo. Yeah. Theo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? There's a I lot love... of random people that just show up because I didn't I know love... Zoe Chow was in this. I was like, oh, the girl I from love... Long Weekend and the I... after party. I love her. I like yeah. Jesse Williams. He's been one of my favorite video games to try to become human. Shout out to Marcus. But I was like, what are you doing in here? Like, how He should be in Only Murders in the Building Season 3. Yeah, I can't wait for that. But I'm just like, Steve Zahn. I didn't know Steve Zahn was gonna be in it. He was yeah, the gardener. Yeah, the gardener. The one yeah, who always shows his butt crack. Oh my gosh! But like, I don't know. This movie was just very boring. Didn't really. I'm not gonna say like. I'm not gonna scream and shout saying this is like holy abomination because there's worse movies out there, especially on mm-hmm. Netflix. But yeah, I just feel like for a Valentine's Day movie, this was a very just weak and empty film that I just was not interested in at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing that made this film boring is that there's so much exposition in this film that I felt so unnecessary to hear. And knowing that what really bothered me was that they are spent together at the beginning of the film and then not seeing each other at all until the very, 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 very end. Like they miraculously like bump into each other at the airport, like at all rom-coms, you know, we're running to the airport, we're meeting each other and then they end up together. And then there's stuff that happens in between and then that happens on the end. Like, I get it. Like, she's uh, sold, you know, Ashton Kutcher's, you know, story 
to mm-hmm. you know jesse williams and he had that as a privacy thing i would have been yep. so concerned if somebody took my own property yeah, and Ashton been... is like okay with it at the end i was gonna be like you stole like my life's work it's okay yeah permission i was now yeah that that, that seemed kind of a flaw to it too like you know like wait, you, she took, she invaded your privacy and you're going to be, and sold it to a publisher and you're going to be okay with that? Yeah, and he's like, and they're walking out at the film with their hands, like, la, 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 la. he's like, I'm going to be a short story writer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like, yes. she took your, she invaded your privacy. She should have asked you first. That's like reading somebody's diary. Like, no, Kids. like, no, ilk, no. Kids, take this lesson. Steal people's work. Don't apologize. No love you for it. She anymore. literally could have literally, done, literally crossed out her name and put it as like by like by reese witherspoon character and then his life's work would have been gone if she was like one of those evil people that was so narcissistic narcissistic i can't <laughs> <Excuse> me <laughs> i was really rooting for this and i was like okay there should be some cute moments in this film and there wasn't I did not like any of these people, especially Mm-mm. her annoying, annoying son who had like every single problem known to man from being allergic and then not like wanting to interact with any child. I mean, I, I get it. He's, his kid's supposed to be nerdy, yeah. but not to this level extent nerdy. Like I couldn't take watching this kid anymore. Like I wanted to like be like, oh my God, that's her son. And then we get no explanation to like the father like i know he's you know he's dead but like there's no like oh i miss you know reese is like oh i don't miss my old husband and then you know there's nothing of that and then i'm like wondering why these two were never put together you know i get it they're like two opposite ends it's like you know east coast west coast kind of vibe but i'm just like oh my god i just could not stand the two of them as people could not stand anybody else but and then also what happens in the beginning i put this in my review do you, you guys know the song sweet escape right by gwen Stefani. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 they played that song in the opening of the film yeah and the film is set in 2003 when it opened yep i know you're going this chris i know you're going this song to come out to like 2007 right yes i was like, thinking that exact same thing too but they picked that song yep 2006 yep yeah the continuity does not line up and i love that song i used to listen to that song religiously on my ipod and oh my god how old are you you just literally went to (laughs) i'm ancient man i'm ancient you know how old i am (laughs) you literally see oh oh my god (laughs) hold on i gotta stick i gotta rip some stick tunes from limewire i'll be right back jesus man like the fact that this movie takes place in 2003 yeah, that's how yeah. it opens. Well, it starts in 2003 like and then later. jumps. Tw- yeah, exactly. Are we, are that's why, sending- you know, you saw Ashton Kutcher with the chain and Reese with all the tops at the beginning yeah. of the film. Man is 40 years old trying to be 20. Get out of They're here. They're all trying to be 20 when in that scene. It's, it's like, like uber cool. It's like Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum in the beginning of 21 Jump Street. But that's when cool. it's funny. That's <laughs> where it is. They're trying to be cute and funny where it's not. <laughs> Freaking Ashton Kutcher pulls out his sidekick. He's like, hold up, I gotta I gotta make a call. The director of this film is um, a first-time director, Aline Brosh McKenna. She is known for writing, uh, as Tyler said, you know, uh, Devil Wears Prada, wrote Cruella. Mm-hmm. She also wrote 27 Dresses. 
and morning glory like some cute like other rom-coms like a lot of people are you know known for but then, mm-hmm. then again, she also wrote the screenplay to the 2014 Annie. So ooh, I don't know about that. And then love it or hate it, I enjoy We Bought a Zoo. And she wrote the screenplay to that. I don't know if you're all a fan of that film, but... Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, gosh. So cute. Oh, I love Josh, uh, Matt Damon in that film. Mac, have you seen We Bought a Zoo? Oh, is that the one with Matt Damon, right? Yeah. I did and the like giraffes that. and the, all the animals. I did Carl like Johansson. that. Yes. Mm, I did like that one. I remember that. And it's cute. I, I watched it. We got it from a gas station and I watched it and I liked it. I always thought I, when you said we bought a zoo, I was thinking about the Kevin James movie, The Zookeeper. Oh, Zookeeper. No. Yeah, Zookeeper. <laughs> that, my mind immediately like zoo, zookeeper. Kevin James. I mean, they're released around the same time. That's, so that's you're not the scary wrong. part. They're like, hey, can we go see the zoo movie? All right. Oh, yeah, they're both 2011. Oh, Ma- no. Yeah. Mom, we want to see the zoo movie. No, we have the zoo movie at home. It's Kevin. Yeah. Uh, it's the Kevin. What is it? What's his name? I almost said Kevin Spacey's. Kevin James. Kevin James. I don't want to talk about this film anymore. It annoyed me. Anyone yeah. else know I said uh, Jack is uh, the actor playing Jack is uh, Jimmy Kimmel's nephew? Ah, nepotism. On a rating scale, how would you grade this film or give it a score-wise? Um, I originally gave it uh two stars, but now that we're now that we've been talking about it, I think I might drop it down to one and a half. I gave it a one out of ten. Like I gave it an F. I was I was just not feeling it. Mac, what do you do? I'll just give it an F to be honest with you because it's like I don't know. Compared to the other films I had you watch in terms of Thunder Force. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, nothing will ever be Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that hemorrhoid that produced <laughs> that. Um, but like, damn, this, you know, I'm going to say this. I had more fun with this than I had with the other two. I will take that. In my, in, my, in, in my sick, perverted way, I had fun with this more than, because I think with Thunder Force, it was more of just cringe because it was Melissa McCarthy not being funny. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, well, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was funny. Because you just laughed at it, especially the part when the bus he's like, "Don't you try anything? You'll get canceled, bro." I remember, oh, I remember yes. seeing, <laughs> I remember Mac and Kristen. I remember seeing the trailer for that, and the moment that scene happened, everyone pulled their phones down. The guy said, "Try anything, you canceled, bro." I'm like, "Yep, I'm out. I'm not taking yep. this out." Everybody wa- was out. We watched that. That movie. was a Netflix. That is definitely a Netflix, a Netflix moment. <laughs> Who me fair? It was also released almost the same time last year. You know, so we're getting that oh, yes, bad February film. Oh, no, oh, the, oh god, I just had a, a freaking Vietnam flashback. Holy shit! Oh like, my freaking, god! <laughs> like, oh my god, that was a year ago. What the hell? No, that was yeah, that was last. Holy yeah, twenty twenty two, and Thunder Force was twenty twenty one. Oh wow, this three. Most of us here like Reese Witherspoon. I can't complain about her most of the time. Matt, do you like Reese? Yeah. She, she's, oh, she's all right. Oh. She's all right. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know who to answer. I was like, you guys can spit all your answers. <laughs> sorry. I have to wait. I have to go back to what, what I saw her in. I'm sorry. Like, I confuse her with Renee Zellweger all the time. Don't ask really? why. Yes. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, they're, uh, no, those are two blondes. They're easy to mix up. 
what's the, I liked her in Walk the Line. She was good <gasps> Love Walk the Line. Yeah, Walk uh, the Line's a good movie. Walk the Line's good. That's my, oh, one of my favorites. Monsters versus Aliens. That's what I love. Ring. I just yep. watched that, and it's freaking Susan because I was quoting with Seth Rogen was Bob, and they're at the Golden Gate Bridge. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I can talk to this. Hey, we are here to destroy you. You, yes. Say, <laughs> so, hey, I think I'm slowing up death. I really wish that movie got a sequel. I they had that TV series, and I watched that. It was amazing. yeah, Attacking the Mutants and Pumpkins. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that there was a time where I'm like, I'm so sick of your shit, and I remember it was um. This means war. I didn't like that one because that's a McG film. Um, freaking uh, Hopper Suit oh, wow. with Sofia Vergara. I hated that one. Oh, that's that's mm. bad. And don't forget about the classic, classic film, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, mm. directed by Ava DuVernay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just was at Five Below, and I usually like to check out the five dollar movie bin. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, there's a wrinkle time. Oh, a wrinkle in time. Oh, a wrinkle in time. It was all a wrinkle of time. Just two sections of a wrinkle in time. Nobody bought it. I'm so sorry that you had just experienced that. Is it that? Was it Storm Reed in a wrinkle in time? Yeah, she was. Man, what a turnaround she's had. Thank God. (laughs) That's a euphoria. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. Thank God, because I was like, oh, no. If I have to see you just remember this, I'm going to cry. She's oh, also, uh, but uh, good thing she did missing because she's getting ready for her next defining role at the Nun Two in August. Yeah. Uh, but Tyler, do you have a favorite Reese Witherspoon movie before we uh have to? Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at her from right now, just just get a refresher on everything. Uh, I think the best movie of hers that I've seen, I agree, have to be Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. I think also uh, Election was also um. A great movie so as well. Um, I might be bi- a little bit biased by that because it was shot and set in Omaha. Um, and I so, mean, like, no it was problem cool with scene. that. That's okay. Yeah, and like you know, just seeing like everything, like all this place was shot. I'm like, hey, I know where that is. And uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Walk the Line and Election. I think are her two best movies with easily her best performance being in Walk the Line. I so loved, I loved her in Water yeah. for Elephants. I'm a sucker for that film. Which one? Water for Elephants. Oh, yeah, with, uh, Christoph Waltz and Robert Pattinson. Yes, I read that book. I love that film. I, that movie made me cry my eyes out. I thought she was great in that film. But I do love, like, Walk the Line, Election. Legally Blonde is the staple in my book at any day. I re- can watch that film and whoop that film with no hesitation. Uh, but uh, I also want to acknowledge uh, her. She produced Your Place or Mine through her production company hello oh yeah she did yeah and uh most of the stuff that she's released uh through her production company has been either a hit or a miss Mm. i'm noticing it's like some of the tv stuff she's done from like uh where where is it she's done like some of big little lies uh she did hot pursuit gone girl which she produced which i absolutely love wild oh yeah she did produce gone girl talk about that that. The Morning Show, uh, where the Crawdads sing, Surface, which is the recent Gugu Mbatera show from scratch, the latest Zoe Zaldana series. And then uh, she also just produced the recent Something from Tiffany's, which is a Zoe Deutsch film, which I actually did like. So, which wasn't bad, which wasn't a bad film either. But uh, I think she's in that rom-com phase. I get it. But uh, right now, but I don't know. I don't know what else I really love her in. So, but 
I think she'll always just be a staple of that Elle Woods. But uh, have you guys seen her actually? Uh, but otherwise, last minute thoughts about Reese or Ashton or the film before we have to close out. I got nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. All right, ex- most excellente guys. This was our review of Your Place or Mine, and we talked about the actors. Let us know what you guys think of both Reese and Ashton in the comments down below. And if you're excited to watch Ashton Kutcher in the canceled James Franco film, yikes. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Um, but yeah, we're going to close out the show. Mac, do you want to talk some box office for a little bit? Because we haven't Listen. talked about that this year. Yes. Let me bring up the box office report. All right, I- guys. Let's then get into the box office and the MNK up front. All right, so the box office reports for this past weekend. This is pre Ant Man and the Wasp, so this is something to change. So at number 10, we have Pathon with $976.5,000. Number 10 is Plane with $1.2 million. By the way, Plane has just announced they're getting a sequel called Ship with Mike Coulter. So think about what you want with that. Um, number nine, we have uh, the Chucky Queen herself, Megan. Number eight's Missing. Oh, Megan made $2.4 million and Plane made $1.2. Uh, missing comes in at number eight with $2.5 million. Uh, a Man Called Otto's number six with $2.6 million. Knocking the Cabin goes down from one to six with $5.4 million. Puss in Boots stays at number five with $5.5 million. Uh, 80 for Brady goes from two to four with $5.8 million. Titanic. The 25th year anniversary release comes in number three with $6.7 million. Avatar Way of the Water comes in at number two with $7.2 million. And knocking off Avatar, actually knocking off Knock at the Cabin for number one was Magic Mike's Last Dance with $8.3 million. So out of all those movies, what movie are you surprised that's making the most money? I'd say uh, I'm so surprised to see that Avatar Way of Water got more than titanic i mean or at least they've like they're like neck and neck i mean i know it's i know after i know after i've been ruling box office since it came out and uh i think now it might start to um you know might go under because of uh because new because of quantum mania coming out this week Uh um but uh yeah i mean other than that i got uh nothing else that surprised me about it yeah nothing really stood out i mean i understood like you know not good cabin was number one and then i was like okay you know we saw that Shyamalan had his week being plane is in the top 10 yeah i'm surprised it has gone that far and knowing it's getting a sequel i mean gerard butler knows how to get it to his audience i he's like in that phase of like liam neeson where they're do- both doing the same thing well here's the thing with gerard butler movies they're actually good because i like them point taken you and like I like him. Greenland, yes. And then Plane was kind of a guilty pleasure movie. And then, you know, it's Luke Cage, so. And then Magic Mike's Last Dance. If it is the last dance. It's not. Shout out to Titanic 2. I knew those could be in the top five. Titanic 2-2? No, shut up. Titanic was going to be in the top five. The- I was like, oh, the second Titanic? <laughs> Titanic 2. Titanic 2, the re-sequening. But ta- there is a Titanic sequel. So yeah. I know, it's not very good. The animated movie, and when it's like it's the a rapping musical doll- too, yeah, like the singing dolphins. Don't you love that? No, I do. That's a nightmare. All right, these guys. Before we say our goodbyes, we're just gonna say our upfront for next episode. Next episode, we are talking Ant Man and the Quantum Mania. Right now, the film isn't doing so hot with critics, so yikes! And it's the first film for the MCU for Phase Five, so we have a huge start with that. So we will be back with Darren's movie reviews yep. to join us for that. 
because we loved him for our Batman episode. If you haven't seen that episode, listen to that episode, go check that out. And then come back when we have Darren on for our next episode. Uh, for now, we're going to say goodbye for now. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you back on in the future. Once again, where can the folks find you at? Yeah, so like I said, like I said, to start the show, you can find me on Instagram at Tyler Banark Reviews Movies. Um, also check out League Cinephiles YouTube channel and uh, the Critics Circle on Instagram as well. Um, and also feel free to check out my websites at cinemasauce.com and cinemadispatch.com. Uh, Matt, Kristen, thank you guys so much for having me on here. And I hope, I really do hope you guys can, uh, I, can I can come back sometime. Oh, yeah, so we'll hang out with you guys. What Anybody you know who's a guest, of course, you know, they're always welcome back. You're part of the you know about Productions family. What do you know about Star Wars? Overrated. Uh-oh. You might have to get Uh-oh. back on for 100. But you got someone coming on. Someone not has only... entered the chat. We're about to get you out for 100 because we got someone who, one who's not only a big fan of Star Wars, but does cosplay for We Star are just going to, I'm just going to, we're just going to have to find like at least 10 guests and then have a fight. And then I'm just going to sit here like this. That'd be, that would <laughs> be popcorn. <laughs> I don't even have to contribute. I'm just going to be like, yeah, you're all making my content here. That's right. <laughs> Zoom premium, baby. All righties, guys. Uh, we will be back. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow our socials, and Tyler's socials will be listed down below. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Peace. Fuck you in the lane you came with. Me and you ain't on the same shit. You ain't in my lane, bitch. Nah, all that shit and fit. Rolly on my wrist. Maybe you a son, I'm my only wish I'm counting blue honeys I'm too money Ay, I'm a little bitch, you too lovely Yeah, hanging up and calling me right back Ay, Baby, why you calling me like that? Yeah.